KFNX News Talk Radio 1100, it's Chatterbox, where you'll find the latest news, interviews, and updates about the gaming world. The views and opinions expressed are those of the host, the guests, and callers only, and not necessarily those of KFNX News Talk Radio 1100. And now, here's your host for Chatterbox. Everybody, this is Chatterbox Video Game Radio. I'm Alan, and I'm Aura. And uh, yeah, we do this show every week. Uh, go to ChatterboxGameShow.com if you Except want to learn more week. about our show. Yeah, well, yeah, but every other week. week. And and actually, in three weeks, we won't be doing the show either. And the yeah, but then, uh, except for those two, definitely every other week. And maybe some in December. We don't know. It's just it happens every once in a while. I think it's sports, right, Norm? That's what gets in the way. It's sports. That's right. Yeah. Uh, in, in this case, uh, University of Arizona basketball. They're very important people over there at the University of Arizona. So, you don't say bad word about university. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't dare. So anyway, um, got our show in at least two more weeks this month, and uh, then we'll skip another week. Anyway, um, we actually, although we didn't do a show here at KFNX this week or last week, we squeezed in a segment on another program just this weekend. Emphasis on the squeezed. Squeezed. It was a, it was a tiny... It was what, a tight squeeze. It was about 15 minutes, right? Do you think it was a tight squeeze or a loose squeeze? Do you remember the name of the show? Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I thought you were on top of that. No. Did you realize that the show we were on, one of its goals, like uh-huh. the, the mission statement of the show, is to promote the use of craftsman tools? Interesting. Okay. <laughs> Had no idea, right? It was. I remember it was from Chicago. And it was also the the host mm-hmm. of that show had a penchant for mispronouncing names, although that's like fifty percent of all hosts, it seems. And he's from it was like Frank Fontana. Frank, or something. Some, Frank. Frank Fontana, I think. I don't know. Except the, what's funny is I'm pretty sure that last. was a character on Murphy Brown. Yeah. <laughs> so it might be a stage name, but uh, it was a fun show. We talked about it was a couple good things. Time. Specifically, they wanted us to talk about Batman: Arkham City, and then. Other and, things. And we obliged them. Yeah. And I think the reason that they were focusing on Arkham City is because it's, you know, a big recent release, barring Modern Warfare 3, which Triple just came a, out. as they say. Yeah. yeah. The, supposedly the the best, according to someone's quote anyway, best licensed game ever. Yeah. Is that, I mean, that's true. what they put in their email to us. I don't, I don't know who I said mean, that. I mean, like people who have maybe a memory of the past two years only can say things like that, but... What would you say is one of the best licensed games? You know what? You know what's funny. We've mentioned this a few weeks ago, right? But there are a few Genesis games that were licensed games that are incredible. Okay. Okay. And, and even we can I, even go I back. I think there was a that. Batman game people liked on the Genesis. Well, the Genesis Batman was f- pretty flipping fantastic. Okay. Okay. There's Ducktales on the NES, pretty Ooh. fantastic. Uh-huh. There is um. Okay, Ninja Turtles on the NES was not fantastic. No, but Ninja Turtles 2, people oh. liked. People liked. I mean, still, you could say the arcade game, which 2 was based off of. Was, there were, there well were, um, yeah, there were, uh, there were a couple of Genesis games too, right? So there was like, um, there was Castle of Illusion. Okay. Which was incredible. Mickey Mouse. Mickey Mouse, yes. And then there was the, they, they had a, they had a Donald Duck game that came out a couple years after that called Quackshot, which was also very, very good. Quackshot? Yeah. Did get a lot of attention, though. I mean, sort of. Who cares how much attention it got? These are these are the hidden gems we're uncovering for our listeners. Yeah, well. I think whatever... Who were probably born after these games came into existence. But anyway. 
I, I think they might have. Re- I don't know if the quote regarding Arkham City was related to uh, a measurement of sales revenue or simply just someone saying it's the best one ever. Sure, sure. Well, he- here's the funny thing, though. Back in that day, right? Partially, I think because you know the technology wasn't you know quite as mature as it is now, but also I think partially because I I don't. Th- think that the industry back then was quite as cutthroat about its licenses as it is nowadays. Back then, they had a lot more freedom, they being the developers, to make games that had a tie-in to a movie or you know some other licensed property or whatever. But they, at that t- they had the freedom to just go and do whatever they wanted, right? In a lot of ways, if you look at like Castle of Illusion and you know Quackshot and, and and even like Ducktales, right? Those games, they're like, oh, okay, they're all surrounding mechanics that aren't really something that you see in the actual licensed product, right? In Ducktales, you're Scrooge McDuck and you bounce on your cane, right? And this is like the main mechanic of the game, like you're bouncing on your cane, like you know three, four times your height, right? Completely unrealistic. Like, something like that today, I think, would not fly. And it's a shame. Why not? Because today, Disney would be like, oh, okay, well, um, you know... Oh, it wouldn't fly from the licensors. Right. Okay. See see where I'm going with this? Yeah, I wasn't really sure what you were were getting at. Yeah. Um, Right. These days, when there's a licensed product, it's like you can't really deviate that much from what it is Right or what maybe you know the licensor thinks that it would be right, and what that does is it kind of like it binds what the developer can do in terms of interesting gameplay, and that's I think that's why that's the reason that you see so I mean not the only reason obviously but why you see so many garbage licensed games. Yeah, well, you know, I don't know if I can agree because all I can base this off of is history. You know what we've seen people do, and, and certainly there's been like a homogenization of of games and themes over time, but. Uh, you're saying that the licenses weren't that big a deal. I think a good analogy is like, I mean, I mean licenses attack a million different areas, right? Sure. Games and books and offshoot programs like straight-to-video crap and um, dolls and all that junk, right? Yep. And I, I think video games were sort of, in the days of the NES, probably relegated to like as much importance as a lunchbox, you know? Like, here, put our picture on the lunchbox or sell this popsicle with... Donald Duck's face on it. Right, the, the stakes weren't as high. I don't think the stakes yeah. were as high. So I, I can see what you mean about having a little bit more freedom. Um, but, I mean, that was also true of all games in general. There was a little bit more freedom back then because the budgets just weren't as high, is, regardless of the license time. Isn't that not. ironic? Because it's restricted in... It's way more restrictive in one way, but then in the other way, yeah, there's a lot less freedom. I think maybe back then, too, it was regarded as more of like this esoteric craft and now these days when you know everyone has very realistic looking games i think that that also makes everybody in general just feel like they can more readily uh let's say be designers right i mean there's there's the saying that goes everyone thinks they're a designer yeah yeah and they're not so batman arkham city yeah does actually a pretty good job you really, I think you liked it more than I did. I think I was impressed <clears throat> by it overall, but here's the thing for me. I have some serious criticisms, just as you do. Okay. Well, here, here's my main thing, and it's not even really a criticism. Like, if I, if I was 
forced to review this game fairly. I wouldn't really say this about it. But as a personal observation, just for, you know, just for my personal taste, okay, this is very clearly the kind of game where it's like, okay, it's like an open city, right? But it's Arkham City, not like regular city. It's the city that's an asylum for all of the bad guys, right? But it's still like an open, it's like a GTA style open city where you go do like 80 different kinds of things, right? Yeah. And the thing for me that is not compelling at all, and I'm speaking from my own experience, is that it just felt like there, there's so many contextually different things that you're doing in the game constantly. And this is really like a hallmark of like the AAA style game, right? That it's, it's good in one sense in that it's a variety, right? You're, you're never really doing the exact same thing over and over, right? It's always slightly different. It's always a different context. You're always doing a different move. It's different, right? But the problem is, is that what they sacrifice for that novelty is this kind of consistency of grammar, for one, right? You're doing something different every single time, it seems, and it's like the rules are slightly different. And so they got to kind of like tell you what to do a little bit differently every time, too. I think I want to define this for the listeners. So context sensitivity in its most basic form is simply that you're able to perform some function or, let's say, interact with your interface. Yeah. Well, maybe, can we think of an button. example from what we played over the weekend? Uh, an example within that game? Yeah. I mean, first I want to describe it very simply. Go Let's ahead. say the A button jumps at some point, but when you're on a ledge, pressing the A button doesn't jump. It, like, makes you hang from the ledge. This is not an example from Arkham City. But, sure. You know, or or let, me, let me put it this way. I think this makes it a little bit clearer, right? It's like, okay, well, in one mode, you're, like, you know, running from somebody and your control pad does, like, some kind of motion, right? And maybe in another mode, you're not running from them. You're like you're targeting them because you want to snipe them. And now your control pad is changing, you know, how you how you aim instead of where you're running. For example, yeah. basically the the stuff you do, the the way you interact with your controller does different things based on the context of the game, what's going on at that particular moment. And so Batman does have this thing where like it tells you, all right, press X now to do this thing, and then later on you're pressing X to do something very different. Right. right. It's not and just if you press X, you're always going to swing and punch. Sure, sure. And I mean, you know, there, there's this is also kind of characteristic of a lot of adventure games, right? Like in, in Zelda, your button did something different depending on the context. But there's a crucial difference, I think, between, um, you know, let's say like like an Ocarina of Time Zelda versus like, you know, an Arkham City or, or some of these like bigger blockbuster games, which is that in in Zelda, they still, even though they had a lot of different things you were doing, it kind of... It, it's. I don't want to put too fine a point on it, but I feel like it was more consistent with itself in the variety of things you did, in that I didn't really feel like I was doing something like like I didn't feel like I was playing one of fifty different mini games in one game. And whereas you know I kind of got that feeling with Arkham City. Yeah. Well, the the problem is that with a game like Zelda or whatever, where you've got you know, an instance where you can perform a certain action, and then later on, that same thing will perform a different action. At least each of those actions are repeated at various times within the game. Whereas in Arkham City, the little that we played of it, and we, you know, a little bit of disclosure, did not play the whole game. Um, You know, it might be like, stand here and press this button to open this gate, yet you're never going to come across a gate to open in that way again. I mean, even though you do, that's that's just another example. A little bit, but... There's there's a lot going on in the game that is just 
a bunch of scripting. Yeah. So here, here, and that's and that's that's another good part facet of it, right? That's another good example is that all this scripting. But here's the bottom line for me, right? Is that when you're doing something different every single time, even though that feels great for variety, you don't really feel like you have an opportunity to get better at anything. And that's what I was really missing. Yeah, and you're also never learning. For, for real, right? Because right. you just have to wait until the screen tells you what to well, that's, do sometimes. Well, right. Well, I'll, I'll put it this way, right? I think that you're you're learning, but you're not – you don't have an opportunity to master something, right? Yeah. It's well, a different I mean, kind of learning, There was right? a part where I was running around under some dudes, like you're in this furnace area. This is relatively early in the game. And I had no idea what to do, and I just kept going back and forth, back and forth, until at one point it put on the screen, hey, press the button real fast, and then you'll you'll throw three of yeah, these things. And I'm like, well, why didn't you tell me that five yeah. minutes earlier? And it was funny because I told you that verbally, too. I'm like, why don't you try pressing the button faster? Well, and I you, did try. but Right. You, you said something about, like, yeah, you tried it and it didn't work or something. Yeah, but it, 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 I had to do it in a slightly different way, like not I holding see. a different button at the same time. Oh, I think I was aiming and right. throwing, and I had to not see, be aiming. And when you have all this contextual complexity, that's another yet another example of some of the problems yeah. you run into. But my issue was, why why did it choose to tell it to me at point B, but not at point A? I, like think I just was had just to wander a, around for five minutes. I think that was just a bug. Black. Or maybe it's like, we're only going to tell you if you don't figure it out on your own. Maybe. Which is possible. Yeah, possible. But we'll be right back. Arizona's News Talk Leader, KFNX, AM 1100. And we are back. You're listening to Chatterbox Video Game Radio. Yeah, that's what we do. 866-536-1100 if you want to give us a call. And you're listening live. By the way, time change. So probably nobody is listening to this live right now. Are we able to see how many people listen, Norm? That is there, a bummer. There's, there's so many listening that we can't find out how many. So you, if you do not live in Phoenix, probably changed your clock. Um, unless you live somewhere else in the world, and you might not have also changed your clock. But... Anyway, um, like Tucson, we don't change ours. Everybody else does, and so well, it's all of Arizona, I guess. Anyway, so I didn't update the website, <laughs> but right now we're we're now on at 8 p.m. West Coast, 11 p.m. East Coast, rather than the 9:12 that you know was true up until last week. So anyway, if you're a live listener, that might be why you're not listening to us live right now. <laughs> but uh, you know, remember that for next week. And we, make, and we make sure to do that always next to a, a canceled show just to confuse everybody. Yeah, that makes most. it even better. Yeah. Yeah. I um, usually mention that in advance, and I didn't even realize it was coming. That's the result of living in Arizona, by the way. You don't know that the time change is coming. So, Anyway, uh, moving along. So Arkham City, we talked about that on the show. I liked it. However, I had my own criticisms, like I was saying before. The, so what, what didn't system, you like about it? Um, the fighting system is... So it, this upsets me intellectually yeah, because... We did kind of discover that the square button is, like, really effective. Yes, square or X button if you're playing on no, the 360. No, square is way more... Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. Depending on um, platform. Anyway, so it's... Uh, it was fun to play. And this is what bugs me. It was fun to me, and you hate the word fun, but it was fun while uh, being useless. Yeah, no, you can say it's fun. Right. It's allowed. Like, I, I enjoy doing it simply because I like beating on people. Right. Um, at least in games. And, you know, he did different things. I It bugged me a little bit that I couldn't 
I didn't have a little bit more control over what he did. Like I would love to do a little bit more of the slow cinematic right. killing and stuff like that. Well, the whole which thing probably I think you can do more over time as you upgrade your character, but. Um, yeah, it's pretty clear, right, that this game, like especially in the fighting system, and you can just see it, right? It's it's for showing you a lot of it's for showing. It's yeah. not really for execution or performance on the player's part. I'm going to make a leap here that a lot of people will probably disagree with or or wonder how I made the leap. I say this game, Batman Arkham City and other games like it, are kind of like an RPG, um, in that really there's no challenge. And all it is is storyline. That's the impression that I'm getting too. And it's it's um like like we said before, disclosure, right? We only played a little bit, so maybe it gets really hard later. Who knows? Perhaps. I mean, right? I'm, but, I'm guessing any difficulty only yeah. comes in in puzzle play. For like, how are you? Right. What are you supposed to well, do? Here, here's the thing: like these, these types of blockbuster games, they don't want anybody limiting themselves from seeing parts of the game from the fact that they don't have enough skill to get to that point, right? And so, you know, the RPG structure is basically like a simulation of skill. Where you just grind away. Where, right, like you can progress, you can grind to progress if you're not good enough, right? So a lot of these blockbuster games have kind of like taken on this kind of motif where they're, they're kind of simulating your character getting better, so you don't have to actually get better. Yeah. But I did, I did like the game in general. It was, it was it's fun because you got to, it's a very sharp piece of work. One no thing doubt. I liked, and and we talked about this on the on the show we were on too on Sunday. And by the way, I I will find the name of that show. We should give them a little bit of credit for having us on. I Absolutely. appreciate that. Um, <clears throat> but it, the game allows you to traverse through the world in many different ways, or at least in some different ways, right? So you use your your bat hook thing to go onto ledges, and then. Um, basically glide through the sky or you can go on foot and like climb over fences and things you don't have to go in certain ways and that's that's the beauty of an open world any open world game you know grand theft auto style you can get somewhere however you want to get there and then eventually you know you go into some confined space and it directs you a little bit more than than when you're in the open world part but uh i like a game that gives you a certain amount of freedom you know, if I want to kill that guy with a fist sure if i want to do it with a battering sure if i want to do it with an explosive Presumably there are explosives other than the ones you just spray on the ground. Uh, you could do that too, right? And and so I like the fact that you have the ability to control your character in many different ways. That's something that that I've always valued in a game. Many different ways to attack, many different ways to move, uh, move your character through the world. Uh, that just gives you that same sort of uh, freedom feeling. It makes it less linear feeling. Right. But what happens when you have all these choices, but it doesn't actually really matter? If you did A versus B, that gets a little frustrating because the the result is you just pick the one that is is your favorite, i.e. the fastest if you right. just want to go through it quickly, or the most visually interesting if that's what appeals to you. Um, you'll end up probably just using one over and over and over. Right. Ideally, that, there would be different character sets or different situations where one would be better than another. Sure, that's that's the biggest element that I believe is missing from most of these big games is that. The ones that do give you lots of choices, they don't spend a lot of effort in actually making each of those choices separately meaningful. Yeah. Like let's like let's give the example of we were in like the courthouse, right? In the beginning of the game. And there were like we had to get out of the courthouse to go somewhere else, right? And there was like, oh, there's two ways to go. Like I don't know if they told us or they kind of inferred, like the game kind of in 
like implied to you that like okay there's kind of two ways to go out but anyway while we were wandering around um you know i realized oh okay there's inside the courthouse oh there's two ways out so like i was walking towards the front door and like i could hear oh that's what happened right i could hear a conversation outside the front door and then they said something about a back door right so i was like oh this is interesting i know i can go out this way but I wanted to explore, like, okay, like, the depth of this game's, you know... Yeah, I, I think what you were just saying might be a little bit confusing to someone who's not familiar with the game. Like, he actually was walking around inside this courthouse part of the game, and right. then behind a door, there were two characters... You could just hear two you characters, hear talking, characters talking. talking. And they were literally talking about, you know, uh, what if he goes out the back door, and the right. back door, then he could come around and kill us anyway. Right? right, so I was like, oh, that's cool. So I went and I found the back door, and I was very disappointed... Because I, I walked around to the front just to see what would happen, if anything, right? And it just seemed like, you know, it wouldn't have mattered. Yeah. But he, here's but the funny thing about choices like that, is if you don't realize there's a choice and you go one way, it's just as if the choice never existed. And if you do realize a choice and you're compelled to try both of them and they both feel the same to you, then what's the point of having two choices? Well, I mean, there there might be a few different reasons, but none of them terribly meaningful. Right, um, and, th- and that's what I'm getting at, right? Like, that was one of my biggest criticisms with games like God of War, is that, okay, you have, like, all these different attacks you can do, but most of them are about the same, so yeah. who well, cares? Well, you know, <clears throat> like we said, we didn't play too much of this, but I think if you had looked a little bit further, you'd see that there there were some things that can change the flow of the game, and, and like, the fight mechanics. For instance, like, you can get a special upgrade that allows you to uh, disarm a guy who has a gun, right? By the way, much easier to die when the guys have guns, not just fists. I don't know if you fought a lot of dudes that were shooting at you. Um, uh, it's it's much easier to play when uh, one button does uh, the silent uh, disarm maneuver. Yeah, it does get a little bit more difficult when people have guns, but but you can get you know that that gun thing that shoots out the claw. I, I should really know the names of these, the these gadgets. Not the battering, but the thing that you use to pull onto ledges and stuff, the bat claw or something. Um, you can use that to disarm a dude who's got a gun if you, if you upgrade it. Um, and so that says to me, I have to identify, does the guy I'm attacking have a weapon, you know, and do I have this special upgrade that allows me to disarm him so that I can then beat him up with my fists more easily? Right. Um, and that's what I mean about, uh, like, these upgrades actually having some sort of purpose. So you don't just do the same thing every time. You come up to a guy with a gun, it's different than if you come up to a guy with, say, a sledgehammer or something, um, potentially. And and so that would actually be interesting. And this is the part where we didn't we didn't play the game long enough to know how many how much variance there really is in the attacks. But right. certainly early on, it seemed like you just pressed the you know the extra square. Well, button here's the funny over thing, right? Like straight from the beginning, I noticed that like they they really wanted to get you into a fight with like six people at once, right? Or twenty. Or twenty, right? And it's like this is this is what I'm talking about. Like it's for show, it's not for skill, right? So it's like. Okay, there's like six guys around you, but only one of them obvi- I mean only one of them could really reasonably be attacking you at once for it to even be viable against the player. But at the same time, right? It just it didn't really seem to matter how many people were there, and it's also not n- not typical for a game to throw you into a battle with a whole bunch of enemies at once, right? And so it's pretty clear like okay, they're just doing this so you can experience the thrill of you watching, you know, the Batman you're controlling fight like six different guys, right? It's not. Yeah, but that's cool. It's cool, and that's fine. And this, for somebody who's satisfied by that and who wants that, that's totally fine, right? But that's different from the challenge of can you defeat six guys? You mean just because they made it easy? Well, yeah, they they you know 
stack the odds to the Batman. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to break. We'll be right back after this. It's me, Mario. You're listening to Chatterbox Video Game Radio. It's a number one. Woo-hoo! All right, we're back now. I promised I would mention the show uh, that we were on, right? Blogtalkradio.com slash DIY. The do-it-yourself... Well, the actual name of the show was The Down and Dirty with Frank Fontana. Right. Now, I thought that it was going to be like everything about things that would be down and dirty that have nothing to do with your home. But apparently it's all about down and dirty things that have to do now, with the description of the show is the, the, the down and dirty radio show with Frank Fontana focuses on do it yourself design for your home expert, regular guy, celebrity designer. Frank Fontana will share secrets to making your place look like a million bucks in smart, affordable ways. What's strange is I listened to the show for quite a bit before we were on yeah. and they had Maddox on. Do you know Maddox? Was it the Maddox? It was the Maddox. Really? Yeah. And oh my! I mean, Lord. unless there's more than one the Maddox. Well, I just I didn't want to assume because when you do that, you make an ass out of everybody. Yes, but it looked very much. I mean, it. I don't know about looked, because I have no idea what he looks like. But um, did you know? I heard the real Maddox is Armenian. Is uh, might have been. I heard he's Armenian. It, it was very much um, in his style because he was talking about this new book that he released, which is all about making fun of kids' art and giving. <sighs> taking pictures of kids' art and just saying why it all sucked. What a lot of And that's very much Maddox. So anyway, uh, Maddox was on the show right before our, right before we were on the show, and I was like, do it yourself? What? House design? I don't I don't understand where we came in, but it was cool, right? They want to talk about just guy stuff, I think. Yeah. And video games and making fun of children is guy stuff. Apparently we were like part of some kind of like man cave style segment. That's something. pretty much what it was. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's cool though. Those sure. good times. I hope he wasn't too um, downtrodden by my uh, reaction to his uh, game pitch. No. <laughs> I think it'll be all right. Uh, apparently, you can listen to that podcast, though. So if anyone is actually curious, you can go find that stuff podcast. I said blogtalkradio.com slash DIY or facebook.com slash craftsman. Like I said, it has to do with craftsman. So anyway, go there if you if you wanted to listen to that segment. Very nice. All right. So... Um, Several other things we wanted to cover. There's potential of talking about Dark Souls, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog Generations, which it was weird. Like, I read a Kotaku review on that after we had yeah, played it. Yeah, let's talk about that. And that was like, I couldn't tell if he was reviewing it positively or negatively. I don't know if you read this review, too. I don't think it was on Kotaku. It might have been on, like, Joystick or something. But I, I also read a review, and I'm like, this does not sound like the game I played at all. <laughs> they... <laughs> well, the the demo, which is what we played, is is uh, I don't know if it expresses sort of the intention of the game. Like the storyline doesn't come through and with the demo at all. Um, but like, he was just like that's ever been a factor. Well, no, but it at least explains like why there's two Sonics, right? Because yeah. throughout this game there are two different. Sonics. I would I would never care why there's two. Yeah. I would care why he jumps a second after I press the button. Yeah, never touched on that in the. Kotaku game or in the Kotaku review, they just he sort of mentioned basically was going on about how nostalgic it was without saying it's nostalgic. Right. But um, 
that's essentially what he was saying. And then he just like points out all these problems, problems, problems with it. And then he finishes it up with, oh, but I, I love this game. <laughs> Some, something to that effect. At least that's how I was reading it. And I didn't yeah. quite understand. Is but, it is it is it just completely obvious that he's uh that person's in someone's pants or what? I, I don't I don't know what's going on, but you should you should read it. Our experience with the game was uh, it was very similar in that I had a lot of positive and a lot of negative. Su- surprisingly comical, let's just put it that way. Yeah, and so I keep referring to the stories that we we talked about on Sunday on the show. I uh, they they brought up Sonic Generations, and I was like, guys, we we actually played this on purpose to talk about this on the show. And here's what happened. Uh, I played the game, and I realized that something weird was going on, so I held the controller up in front of Ara's face. I pressed the jump button, and by the time I was finished removing my finger from the button, Ara noticed that the character actually jumped into the air, um, meaning that he took forever to jump after actually pressing the button, which, if you care about your gameplay and your control, uh, you probably don't appreciate probably don't like that he doesn't do what you want him to do when you tell him to do it but if you just like uh lots of fancy things flying by then you probably maybe never notice if you like stuff flying at your face and all over your screen then you're probably gonna love this game but if you want to actually play it uh, not so much i mean you can get used to the fact that he doesn't jump when you tell him to you really could you can get used to anything you know this this particular you can, you, you game. You can get used to getting smacked in the face every three minutes. Yeah, this particular game that that reviewer was talking about was also mentioning how you know quickly the screen moves and you have how you have to adjust mentally to you know looking ahead, figuring out what's happening. I never and got that because you can't see ahead. That's well, but I, I mean, mean, I guess in the 3D one you can see more ahead. And but. we also didn't give it really enough time to adjust. Right, it's been 20 years since we played the original Sonic, probably. Um, but, uh, you know, this particular game, given its twitch, inherent twitchness or twitchiness, shouldn't, by any means, have any delay whatsoever well, that's, that's in certainly what you true. do to the character. Of, of all games to have a delay in control, this is the wrong one to do it in. And uh, that's that made it even more comical to me. I just get the impression that Sega has been trying to to capture the the magic that the original Sonic team was able to accomplish from years and years ago, and they've just never really done it. No, and the irony: this is the game that's supposed to like squash all of the exact complaints that you just made. Yeah, but that so, have been made over the last several years. So was Sonic Four. What happened to that? Yeah, well, I don't know anything about Sonic Four, so I can't comment. I don't know. It's like I'm even surprised that they did Sonic Generations because Sonic like the okay, like Sonic Four, Green Hill Zone, just like the Sonic Generations version, but not really. Yeah. So I mean, I mean you're right. What they're trying to do is just tell people, look, we can give you the game you want, except they fail to give us the game. I don't even care. I was never that huge a fan of Sonic a Sonic fan. This is definitely one of the best examples of where where the character has become much, much larger than the game. And I think that the character has just been, when you really come get down to it, it's been more loved and more popular than the game itself. Yeah, that's probably true. I think that just the character has just gotten so gigantic that it's, it's the result like of lunchboxes. overshadowed everything that the game could possibly be. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's funny to me, actually. We were talking earlier about licensed games, games that are based on existing licenses. But games have become so big that they license out their right. characters. Well, now, now Sonic is a license, yes. you could say. Well, it and its, game, its games are crap. So. It's got a cartoon. <laughs> Figure that one out. Yeah. It's got all sorts of stuff going on. 
All right. Do we have enough time for me to do my whole Otomedius thing? I don't know what the whole Otomedius thing is. Yeah. We have a I few think, minutes. Though. I think I think we have enough time. All right. So you know I've been trying to find this game. Yes, we've talked about this in the past. How the right. game was pushed to November first, right. and you've been waiting for November first, which okay. is now in the past. Yeah. So they, they like it came out like years ago in Japan, right? Supposed to come out this summer, didn't come out this summer. Got delayed till November first. And I, I told you November first is a mock date. It's not actually going to happen. And you said no, no, it's totally going to happen. Well, I mean. You know, yes, I'm going to in- imagine in my head the uh, the ideal outcome for myself. Yeah. For I sure. conceded to you though. I said, well, it is a Tuesday, maybe. Okay. Well, here's what happened, right? First came along, and so I started. I got this coupon. Okay. I got this coupon for this place called Play and Trade, and it was five dollars off twenty five dollars. Oh my god. So, Otomedius is like twenty nine ninety nine. It's the perfect coupon. Right. So, you know, I'm going to find a way to use this coupon, right? So I call them up and they're like, "Um, yeah, we're getting it tomorrow. We're not getting it today. Wait, day before they actually knew when it was coming in? Well, supposedly. Listen, right? There's more. So I was like, okay, um, you know, I'll call you guys tomorrow, whatever. So the second comes along, November 2nd. Um, At this point, like place like Amazon has it already, right? So it did actually come out around a day around... Well, that's usually what happens. The release date is the release date, but it's not in stores until it ships and, and is right, right, right. Yeah. So, and then they were like, oh, uh, it's coming next week. We don't know when. So I was like, okay. So anyway, uh, I've continued to call them, and next week came and went. And, well, now it's next week, right? And so I call them again, and then I speak to someone else, right? There's this lady... Who, who wasn't there last week, right? And I talked to her, and she's like, okay, uh, yeah, let me look it up. I'm not familiar with that name. So she looks it up, and she's like, uh, wasn't this supposed to come out in July? <laughs> and <laughs> and I'm you're like, all like, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I got a little story that goes along with that. Um, you know, so I told her, and then so she was like, anyway, she was like, I don't see this on order anywhere, but I can order it for you. Now, remind me, which store are you talking to at this point? This is Play and Trade. Still Play and Trade. Yep. Okay. Same store, right? So, I've been... Konami should send me a cut, because thanks to me, Play and Trade, Phoenix Location, has ordered extra copies. <laughs> and by extra, I just mean copies. <laughs> I have a game. feeling they're going to get stuck with that. And n- certainly not. Anyway, um, yeah, that's that's the latest... So thing in this saga. I, you told me about and this. And I'm still waiting for the game. Last week that the game didn't come out yeah. and that it's actually not coming out uh, or well, un- so here's unknown the thing. date. They didn't know. They they thought that it wasn't out yet, but you could you it was out yet. Other stores had gotten it at the time. So last time I talked to you and you said it wasn't available, you didn't know that Amazon was selling it. Yeah, probably. Because it is definitely That's in fact there's not only Otomedius Excellent, there is Otomedius Excellent Special Edition. Yeah, there's also a special edition. Which has the funniest pack-ins ever. Do you know what's packed into this? Yeah, I, I know enough to know that I would special ed- to wipe it from my brain. Special edition extras, including two-sided pillowcase, yeah. art book, and soundtrack. Yeah. The, a pillowcase. Yeah, it's, it's the hot new thing with the games in Japan. I would... I normally wouldn't get special editions. In this case, I would totally get it, if I were going to get the game. Usually, it's soft porn pillowcase. That's soft, and porn is the right combination for pillowcase. There you go. All right, well, we'll be right back. 
we're back. It's Chatterbox Video Game Radio. And before I get back to talking about pillowcases, I'm going to remind everyone to go to uat.edu, the website for the University of Advancing Technology, our wonderful founding sponsor. Thank Can you very it, much. To them. Have I told you what I uh, did this weekend? Um, you besides, went on a show with me? Besides that? No. UAT actually had this thing called a game jam. Game jam? Yeah, 48 hour game jam. Okay, is that game development over 48 hours yes. or playing yes. games? Yes. It was game developing and not showering for okay. 48 hours. I've, I've heard of these things, but I've never been present for one. Yeah. I was asked to be a judge to uh, judge the entries at the end of the weekend. You're very judgmental, so that's good. Yes, it's a great combination. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so how'd that go? Fantastic, as expected. Did anybody produce anything worthwhile? Yeah, yeah, there was. Very good stuff. All right, do you want to describe any of it? No. Uh, no, I think we should. Uh, we should keep going. Okay. That's, so it wasn't that worthwhile. Like that. It was good times. All right, so pillowcases. You, Appar- you, apparently, <laughs> Catherine, a special edition, also came with a pillowcase. Okay. Do, were you like hoping to um, have your first? Viewing of a full body pillowcase on the air. No, I don't care about full body. I don't even know what those are. But (laughs) Odomedius. Let me let me tell you what those are. So this is Odomedius. This is not what you get with the special edition. But it's kind of like some of the things that people buy now, and it's very popular in Japan. And you know how the anime. Yes. is, Is you know. It's Not big in Japan. Big in there because it comes from there, right? So they have these full body pillows, right? That it's like the size of you. And on the front is your your favorite anime character of your choice. Female. Understood. Female and also underclothed. Yes. Right? And then on the back is the back of her. Alright. So when you're I'm into that. when you're lonely, you're you don't have to be lonely. <laughs> no, because you got a pillow. No, and you can cool. pretend that it's actually the anime character. I don't. I don't see that coming with any video games, but it is pretty awesome. And by the way, with Catherine's special edition, you also get boxer shorts, and apparently a pizza box. But the boxer shorts, which only come in size large, men's, I would be drowning in them. Yeah, it's probably your size. It's probably like Japan, like Japanese Japan large, large, which is like small here. Okay, yeah. that'd be cool. All right, so. Let's uh, let's talk about the game that came out today. Game that came out today, something to do with shooting and war, something like that. Something modern. Yes. Yeah, something like that. Why do you want to talk about this? Because there's a couple of cool little tidbits about it. Maybe you're you haven't been apprised of. All right. So, Activision puts out Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3, which is actually like Call of Duty 38. Did you know that Kmart accidentally yes. sold a bunch of them? Oh, Before there is some interesting bits about release this. release date. Yeah. Yes. Okay, and, I know what you're going to get. They were, they were promptly placed on eBay. Yes. And one of them received a bit of at least $1,700 yes. before it got pulled down. It doesn't matter. There's, I did see that story. They talked about $1,700, but people put fake bids on stuff all the time. Yeah. I don't believe for a second that they would have actually gotten that money. No, it's it. probably illegitimate. There's just probably a whole faction of people that go around just chill bidding on things just to, just to be there... Uh, yeah, they'll yeah. just create a fake whatever, like come up with a, a fake credit card, you know, produced on this uh, one of those temporary number things. Yeah. Create an account, bid on it, doesn't matter. But that wasn't my angle. Okay. My angle is what's from What's more France. interesting is is Activision's response to this. Oh. Well, what's even more interesting, although I'm sure that's interesting too. 
Oh, and the hijack. The hijack. Okay. 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 Yeah, there's been a lot of news about this game in lately. In France, apparently, two people with masks, they crash a car into this truck, right? Then when the guys come out, they subdue them with tear gas and make with the truck, which has 6,000 copies of Modern Warfare 3 in it, which is worth an estimated... Five hundred fifty-one thousand dollars. But that's retail. You know that if they're selling this, yeah, to to unload six thousand copies, yeah. they have to be selling it for pennies on hey, the dollar. Ha- hey, half price, you can make two hundred k. Twenty percent, maybe. You think so? They might have gotten a hundred grand out of that. Yeah, out of that deal. Um, especially because the person buying it needs to sell. This it. is this is. I mean, I didn't think the French were capable of this. What What would be really funny to me is if Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two had a car crashing and stealing scene in it that they were copying or maybe maybe the next one will have <laughs> yeah, that scene it might um but uh, relating to modern warfare 3 i think what's even more interesting is that the kmart thing you mentioned they they released right. the game early and i'm sure it's not every kmart store whatever and, and they stopped doing it but the, i mean this happens with every big release every release that has a street date on it kmart specifically and some other stores um like walmart is it will, always kmart it every single time is kmart um <laughs> They will sell it early, which they're not supposed to do, and they're supposed to get fined and whatever, but who knows what actually happens. Um, the, normally not an issue, but these days when every game has a huge online element, or in the case of this, the, the part of the game that people actually want to play is online. Um, first of all, you can't find a lot of people to play with because not a lot of people have it. Second, um, if it's street-dated, they the people with the servers can tell if you're connected early. They don't like that. But from what I read, when they first announced Kmart released it early, they said, but don't worry, guys, if you got an early copy, go ahead and play it. We got word from the official Activision dude who said that nobody will be banned or anything for playing early. Right. And then there was an update to that article several hours later. They're like, all right, we got another update from that same dude. And we're now not actually sure. If you should be playing it. Yeah, apparently fact, later he says, don't play. playing early may impact your account. Yeah, like what does that mean? What is this may stuff? That means that means they're reserving the right to do all manner of bad things to you and they don't want to say yet what it is because they don't know. No, they should know and say up front. And the fact, oh, that, they should, the no fact that they were ambiguous about it says to me that it was just a scare tactic. Well, probably. Just, you know, piraters stay away and other people stay away. That's what the government always says when you're not going to get in trouble for doing something. Yeah. And what bugs me is I probably would be too much of a wuss if I were a fan of the game and got it early to actually play. But part of me would want to be like, no, screw you guys. I bought the game legit. I'm going to play it legit. And if you do anything to me, I'm just going to raise a holy hell. Um, but I'd probably just not bother. Because yeah. I'm a wuss like that when it comes to games. Well, are there... I mean, the difference is, right, there's people who've procured maybe the game illegitimately. Yeah. Right? I right. mean, for those those people should, you know, bad things should happen to them and they should feel bad. But for people who've gotten it, I mean, it's not you just your go to fault. a store and buy it. It's not your fault that Kmart sold the copies early, right? So you shouldn't be penalized for that. It is your fault for buying it, though. Let's, yes. let's not forget it's, that. That's very important. So, um... Yeah, that happened. And that that was funny to me about how the guy, you know, said one thing and then took a stand in pseudo opposition to that original message. Um, which is what's even more funny is that 99% of the people who would actually be affected by this would have no idea that the guy said anything because they don't read the blog. Most likely. Right. Yeah. Anyway. 
All right, it so sounds that's like Modern was, Warfare 3. It sounds like he was probably told to say it after yeah, he said yeah. the first thing, right? Exactly. Like I said, it's a scare tactic to say, no, no, we don't allow people to play these games early. We can't let them think that next time around they can get it early, whatever. It's, But, like I said, the fact that they were vague about it means yeah. they weren't going to do anything about it. We can't it. let those consumers get a leg up on us. Yeah. Plus, what I still don't understand. Like, I sort of understand street dating in general, but um, why? Like, someone screws up, what's the, what's the big deal? Right. It's only for future enforcement. If it's such a problem, why don't they just ship them when they're sure that it can be sold? Well, because they want to make sure everyone gets it at the same time. And yeah, but so, no. Yeah, but obviously everyone is not getting them at the same time now. Oh know? no, no, they get they get them in advance, and they release them on a specific day so that we know that it's always released at the same time. Right, but we see now that frequently this does not actually unfold this way. Well, you yeah, know, you, that's why you tell Kmart you're not going to give them your next game except you got get to. It on different days. They should just change the margin and say anyone that goes to Kmart we're taking more money for. Yeah, from now on, but. Whatever. I don't need to deal with the economics of street dating. But street dating is just, it's frustrating because there's no good reason for it. Like, who cares if the people got the game early? In fact, right. it's better because it might it might give you a small stress test on your servers. Like, if a f- bunch of people got the game early, great, let them play it since your servers are probably going to go down on day one. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Although, so far, I haven't heard any stories about their servers going down. It's only been a few hours. Yeah. But... Uh, I mean, I presume the game came out last night at midnight. Yeah. I don't even know because I haven't bothered, you know. You sounded so authoritative earlier. Oh, when I told you, oh, it came out at midnight, <laughs> right? I'm, I mean, I was taking a leap there. But when they say the game comes out on X day, it, yeah. you know, a game like this, they'll release midnight, midnight launch. Like this and Halo basically get the midnight launch. Yeah. All right. We got like 30 seconds or a minute. Yeah, it's a great time for a new mention, UAT.edu. University of Advancing Technologies website. That's why I did it. All right. I got something to say about Dark Souls. I'll say it now so I don't have to say it next time. Okay. So I haven't gotten this game yet, and I'm reading about this patch that came out for it. Here are the things they changed in the patch, right? They're rebalancing weapons, item use, drop rates, souls dropped, item lists, costs of things, lock-on behavior, equipment weight, infinite souls exploit, attack animation bugs, getting stuck in the map, Everything? Did 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 they like you get the feeling like they kind of pushed this thing out a little prematurely? You know what? That's actually something else I wanted to talk about this week that we didn't get to. Uh, Skyrim's gonna have a day zero patch. Yeah. I already, what the hell? I actually already ordered it, but that's a story for next time. But uh, the idea of a, of a zero day or a day one patch, yeah, it just bugs the hell out of me. I'd rather have that than this Dark Souls thing, which was a day thirteen patch. All right, well, we're out of here. We'll be back next week, folks. Good night, guys. You've been listening to Chatterbox Video Game Radio. Tune in next week for more tips and info and the latest and greatest in video gaming. And remember, all your base are belong to us.